So I'd like to share with you some of the things that the American Institute for Pyramid Research is researching right now. Now in my garden, I've got a lot of different niches and uh, a lot of different things growing here. And you can see behind me right there that I've got a model of the Great Pyramid I put over my raspberry beds. Well, it just so happens there's a variety of things that we're researching right now. If you follow Robert Grant, Sacred Geometry Decoded, Ancient Architects, you know that there's tremendous discoveries being made in Giza and at the Great Pyramid. And so I'd like to show you a quick shotgun review of some of the things that we're looking at, and then you can uh, feed back to me about which things you'd like to see pursued more in depth or what other things you'd add to this list of important cutting edge things we're looking at. So stay tuned and uh, let us hear from you. Okay, so let's start with the muon scan technology on the Great Pyramid. Here I am in the office of Dr. El Damati, the Minister of Antiquities of Egypt, who commissioned this. And he showed me his phone. This is actually his phone here. I asked him if I could take a picture of it. So this is the results of the, the muon studies he commissioned. You can see there's a large void that three different teams said is there above the Grand Gallery and the King's Chamber relieving chambers. And then there's another void right inside the, uh, the original entrance to the Great Pyramid. So this is the way that the Scan Pyramids team visualized that inner chamber. They also suggested that there were other chevrons. Now this is you know, a fairly impressive look to the door as it exists now at the Great Pyramid. Those chevrons you know, look uh, quite imposing, but actually uh, it was suggested that there was a whole series of those chevrons. And so the original entrance to the Great Pyramid would have been much more elaborate than this, these industrial looking pictures that you always see of it. Now, I've been up there before and, and uh, with permission, and of course, there's just one door there, you think of. It's the door that enters into the descending passage. But actually, Ancient Pyramids has done a lot of great work to show that really Strabo and others talked about that upper where the chevron is being the actual initial entrance that went upward, and it goes to a chamber that's there. So that's that's interesting. So that's, that's something we're pursuing. Where does that go? Then let's think about the other void, the void that uh, is uh, up near the... Uh, the king's chamber. Now, normally, you know, you don't get Egyptologists too excited, but listen to Mark Lehman. Which is like a very vague cloud for us right now, is another chamber with untold treasures. Now, Egyptologists have been resistant to uh, see an overall plan in Giza that was followed, but Sacred Geometry Decoded is in the midst of a series right now showing an incredible design layout that, that had to be there ahead of time. So the zero point for this layout is uh, at the northwest corner of Khafre's Valley Temple. And it's unbelievable, the alignments to the pyramids and to the, uh, uh, the solstices and the equinox. So when I saw that, I thought, wow, I've seen this other plan, though, and it doesn't seem like Giza could have two master plans. So I sent this that you're looking at right now to Sacred Geometry Decoded because this one, uh, unlike the one he showed, has the sphinx on the circle that connects those three pyramids. And so you can see, as I'm showing here, that uh, the sphinx is part of the three pyramids because it's right on the circle. And, and uh, Sacred Geometry Decoded didn't show that. So when I sent this to him, he overlaid the two plans, the one that I sent him in his, and he showed that, yes, it does go through the sphinx, but it goes through the sphinx's head to the zero point on the on the uh, the temple there, Khafre's temple, and then he finds that the Great Pyramid is laid out by a center line from the Khufu to Menkara over here to near the Wall of the Crow, that it's the exact dimensions of the Great 
pyramid laid out on the, you know, the, the Giza Plateau there. So I suggested to him, well, look, it looks like the king's chamber, relieving chambers are where the Osiris shaft is. That's where the star is there. And so I asked him to do check check that out. And so he, he did. He did a special addendum to his series and showed that where that star is, you know, it comes to the top of the king's chamber, relieving chambers, when it's laid out that way. So it's it's just incredible. Now, when you flip the flip it the other way, uh, you can see that that star points out the void that's near the king's chamber, relieving chamber, the one that I've showed you. And so uh, there's there's the uh, the chamber right there. And so again, that star is where the Osiris shaft is, and that's about where the the scan pyramids say that the uh, uh, you know the, the the new chamber is. Here's an here's an interesting thing. Okay, so you can see the pyramids of Giza here. There's uh, Khufu and then Khafre right below it, and it shows the you've seen the the, the uh, contour of the Giza plateau there. Well. This was actually a study that was done looking at the contour before the pyramids were there. And it's incredible where Khufu was in Khafre, those were mountains beforehand. And so it's like nature, God, whatever, put those pyramids there before they were actually built by the Egyptians. The work of Robert Grant is amazing. And here you can see he's got the uh, geometry of the sacred Vesica Pisces on the right there. That's the basis of all sacred geometry. Uh, you know, the Vitruvian Man by Da Vinci and whatnot. And so you see the square root of two, square root of three, and all that kind of stuff. Well, what Robert Grant shows is that's the floor of the king's chamber. It has that Vesica Pisces. Here's another thing. So Robert Grant was doodling, and he, he drew the, the chambers that we haven't seen yet, but that scan pyramids, you know, show us are there. And so he sent this to me. So I marked it up a little bit, and uh, I suggested one or two corrections. But I said to him, is there 20 feet uh, between that, that, that new chamber and the other one? And I said that because here's a side view of the Grand Gallery. And uh, we're looking at it from top down to bottom. And you'd notice there was grooves there. And uh, so uh, right at the 14-foot mark, halfway up, there was a false ceiling that was taken out. Well, I got to thinking, why couldn't the current ceiling also be a fault ceiling? So if you take that out, you know, how much would be there? And so I figured it'd be 12 royal cubits extra. That would be 20 feet, you know, 20.6 feet. And so that's why I suggested to Robert Grant, let's look and see, you know, if, if uh, that reaches up to the other, the other chamber. Now you can see that uh, Robert Grant and I are calling this new chamber that's been discovered by the void that Dr. Lehner said could have treasures in it. We're calling it the magnum opus. We have reason to believe something very tremendous will be there if it's ever discovered in our lifetime. Stay tuned for that. All right, here's the three Giza pyramids, uh, and you can see the plane of the ecliptic going through it. The ecliptic has the sun, the moon, the planets on it. So most school kids know that Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars uh, rotate around the sun, and they know the approximate you know, relative sizes of those, it's totally incredible that the three pyramids in Giza mimic those three pyramids. They have the same relationship to each other, both in terms of their magnitude, unbelievably, and the, the quote-unquote, the uh, the path they take around the sun. Same thing inside the Great Pyramid. If you take that as the sun point, you got Mercury going through uh, the, the subterranean chamber, Venus going through the queen's chamber, Earth going through the king's chamber. Again, these follow the actual orbits of these planets. And then you've got Mars, up at the top there. So I got to thinking, since the other planets go through 
uh, chambers, maybe Mars will go through where this, this new void chamber is. But when I actually plotted it out, it was plain that uh, Mars goes uh, to up above where that is. But then I got to thinking, well, just outside of Mars is the asteroid belt. And so when you plot that out in the Great Pyramid, that's where we've talked about in a couple previous posts about there being things up in that part of the pyramid. Some industrial, I think, the, uh, the water chamber and whatnot, but there might be some other chambers up there, some upper chakras. Interesting. Okay, and one other thing I've been studying here recently is the causeway that comes out of the east of Khufu's pyramid. Now, it's not as clear as this line shows here. It's, you know, it's, and as a matter of fact, it gets lost over the, uh, the escarpment there. And there's really not a lot of evidence that's been found that it actually runs in Nazlat el Saman, but there are a lot of speculation that it, that it does. And so uh, if it does exist there, you can see the three Giza pyramids here and where their causeways go, and they all go to the Valley Temple. Dr. Lehner actually suggests that uh, if you draw a line through the three Valley Temples, it runs parallel with a line that, that touches the southeast corner of each one of the pyramids, called the Lehner Line. Interesting. Well, uh, I don't think that that is Khufu's Valley Temple. I think it's actually the Sphinx Temple. There was no priesthood for the Sphinx, in the Old Kingdom, and uh, it's not really directly across from the Sphinx. And I believe that that's Khufu's temple next to Capri's. And one of the reasons is because when we looked at that master plan of Giza, you can see that there's a, through the center of the pyramid and touching the southeast corner of, of uh, Khafri is uh, a circle touches there, and then a, a circle, a little wider circle touches the other corner. And if you draw a line from where the blue circle touches to the southeast corner of the Great Pyramid, it's parallel to the Khafri Causeway. So it seems to me to be an indication in the master plan that there's something in Khufu that's getting us to look down toward the Khafri Causeway. So here's a thought. His Valley Temple is down near the Sphinx. Well, right near my house is this lotus pond. Look at those beautiful round leaves, no indentations in them. And so the lotuses are heliotropic. They all face where the sun goes. It's interesting to watch them follow the sun through the sky. And then uh, at this time, they're, they're blooming right now. The miracle happens. They grow in dung, you know, smelly, stagnant water. And they're so beautiful. They're sacred in India and China. They symbolize what the Great Pyramid does, rebirth. 